driving on, keeping the ball alive. Doggy Veer is almost like a back row forward. And great stuff there by Doddy Weir, who, uh, when he goes like that, he's like a mad giraffe, but he's got great skills. Hi everybody and a very warm welcome to our latest Doddcast. Good to have you with us once again. Uh, thanks to our friends at Aberdeen Standard Investments for their ongoing support and of course our friends at Rugby Pass who also support the Doddcasts. Uh, I am joined as ever by the one and only Doddy Weir, OBE. Uh, great to have Dodd with us today. Also, uh, we have some guests with us today. Kenny Logan, former teammate of Doddy, great mate of Doddy and mine, I should say, um, and also absolutely vital to everything we do with the foundation. Uh, Kenny's been hugely involved from the very start and helps us a lot with our commercial relationships and helps our fundraising efforts. Good to have Kenny with us. Also, two new members of the team here at uh, My Name's Doddy Foundation. We have with us today Alex Glyn Percy. Alex is all things digital, digital marketing lead for the foundation. So if you see anything online, usually Alex is behind it and it's good to have him with us. And another new team member, Hania Thompson. Hania leads our community fundraising efforts. So we are delighted to have some special guests. And I should make mention of our great producer, the font of all knowledge, Tim Groves. And before we kick off, the first thing I wanted to do is just check in with Doddy and see how he's doing. How are you, big man? Doing very well. Thank you. Great to have the team on this morning. I've uh, just had my usual purge for breakfast, which is it sets me up for the day with double cream, strawberry jam, and a bit of honey in it. Would thoroughly recommend it. But otherwise, very good and looking forward to today's dogcast. Well, you're looking well, which is great. And uh, I should also say, you've got a new addition to the household, haven't you? Because not content with a farm full of animals and dogs and boys and horses and all that comes with that, you've got a new addition. Tell us about that. We have yeah, a black Labrador puppy called Zina. Uh, quite annoying, I have to say, because uh, sometimes my hands and arms don't work, so the little pup is in chewing stage. <laughs> like so never uh, your fingers or your toes, and you can't do very much about it. But otherwise, uh, she's quite well behaved. She'll be the only person in the Weir household that's well behaved. So I can't believe that for a minute. I won't last long. Won't last long. I'm looking forward to seeing Zena. And we've got an exciting few months ahead, haven't we? Because we'll touch on some of the other things that we've got going on. But one of the big things that's happening is the Lions Tour. And we are absolutely delighted to have been named recently a, a charity partner of the British and Irish Lions Trust. Tell us a little bit about that, Kenny. So, yeah, I mean, my involvement has been right, obviously, known Doddy since I was about 14, 15. And um, when we, I think when we first started, the first time we did that dinner, Doddy, for you, we raised a lot of money. It was when Doddy said, let's try and raise more money. And over the period of time, we've managed to have some great partnerships, um, Scottish Rugby Union, High European Challenge Cup, Premiership. Uh, and also, you know, I think the big one is the British and Irish Lions. So, and the hard thing this year has been, how do we, how do we sort of get it going when we didn't know if the tour was going to happen and they didn't uh, announce us until about a month ago. So our first one is we're doing a Lions Doddy Trek from Melrose, where 
Doddy first put on the, the Melrose jersey and then marched to Murrayfield, which I know you're doing, Jill. Alex is doing it too. He'll be our social media king. Uh, Hanya's going to be there, I think. So we're marched. We've got 100, looking to get, have 100 people raise 100,000, march to Murrayfield and catch up with Doddy that night. That's about 34, 35 miles. So it's got a good 12-hour hike, which, um, yeah, Jill, don't, don't be, uh, we'll be fine. Um, so we're doing that. That's the first one. We've got a lot of great partners. Um, for example, we like Jason Fox from um, SES. He has signed up last week and he's a, such a great character. He's like, yeah, I'm in and want to do it. And we've got loads of like Johnny Barkley, um, Alan Tate, which is quite amazing because Alan Tate, you know, um, is somebody who said to me he didn't know how to work his phone, but he managed to raise £900 already just on on his daughter getting a hold of his uh, Just Given page. So he's he's in Rob Wainwright. There's a lot of ex-players and friends of uh, the foundation with Doddy, with Thrifty, Canterbury, and then Vodafone have come in to help us to spread the word. So everybody's got involved with it. And then after we've done that, we've got the next big thing is Doddy's Lions Super Saturday, where we're trying to get as many rugby clubs to get involved and in raising 500 pounds for Doddy on that Saturday, we've got 20 to 30 different prizes to give to clubs that have raised money or done something different to raise money. And then we finish off with the Lions, Doddy's Lions Big Draw, where we're trying to get 50 or 100 prizes. Everybody donates £5 and they win an amazing prize from uh, coaching sessions with famous players. I won't announce them yet because they don't know they're doing it, but they'll know as soon as I phone them. Um, Amy Geek is one of them. Uh, <laughs> Shawzy. Uh, oh, Simon Shaw's doing the trick. So it'll be a really good laugh. And um, a whole lot of the, just so you know, the Stunner Mafia, Doddy are doing it. Doddy, uh, Ali and Hendy are doing it. So it'll be a big reunion of a lot of old faces. 24th of July, I think. That is the day after the Olympics supposedly starts. Uh, so we'll see if that ever happens. But uh, but yeah, well, it's great. Well, people will be marking that in their diaries and we'll have a lot of information about that coming through over the course of the next few few days and weeks so that everybody knows exactly what, what's going on. And of course, all this amazing fundraising is tremendous. And, and you know, we've been working hard to put together our strategy and make sure that we're going to spend that money wisely because you entrust us with the funds. And of course, we then invest it in research and to meaningful research projects, hoping to find meaningful treatments and a cure for MND. We also support people that are living with MND through grants, which are uh, uh, managed through our partnerships with MND Scotland and MND Association. But Doddy uh, and Alex was there as well. Last week, we had our uh, scientific advisory board up at Bow Hill, courtesy and, and hosted by a lovely Richard Duke of the Clue. And it was really amazing, wasn't it, Doddy, to, to sit down with all these amazing professors and neurologists and clinicians and experts in the field of MND and MND research to hear what they're doing, but also to hear how excited they are about the future, Doddy. Yeah, Jill, as always, we can't tell them. But I think we should maybe let Alex answer this in a way because he's never been to one so far. So, Alex, what did you think of the gathering uh, last week? You're putting me on the spot a bit here. You're just making sure I wasn't on Twitter the whole time and we were sat at the back of the room. With it, I think it was what I kind of took away was that there's so much kind of going on that it's not just about purely finding, I guess, a singular kind of one treatment, but there's actually so many kind of different areas things are coming in from. So, you know, whether it's, you know, finding ways to sort of 
halt the progression or pulling in sort of you know I guess research done in other areas you know there's so many kind of avenues that people are exploring that it seems really positive and there seems you know to be so many kind of different ways that research can progress which is great it doesn't seem like there's kind of just one where it could get held up and you know I think listening and trying to understand some of the things that were being said I did get asked uh, pretty quickly what my educational background was which uh, maybe didn't impress the, the scientists are speaking to too much but listening to what they are saying and you know it's clear that it was a kind of room full of world-class experts in this and you know they seem really positive about sort of being able to move forward and it was really good a uh, really good day and I think Dolly you said something as well which which kind of resonated quite a lot with everyone was around people not necessarily kind of you know they get a diagnosis of MND but they don't necessarily know you know then they go away and google and they obviously just get all this kind of random information and actually I think that's going to inform for us as well quite a lot around what we do and shape what we do a lot of the time through hopefully the experiences like gained from people like you with MND. You did very well for being put on this spot. But Jill, I think it was a great success and to be at maybe top 10, 12 professors here who all made the effort from all around the UK. And with that, there's no greater place than round the table discussion instead over Zoom. So you can look some of them in the eye and see what they're up there. And with that, funnily enough, I challenged a few to say, look, we don't have a lot of time. We need a bit more done. We need a bit more work. But at the end of the day, behind the scenes, we're very fortunate to get a drug or trial might take one or two years. So what I'm hoping is that the COVID experience could hopefully shorten that and the go parliament go, look, you did it for COVID, so why can you not do it for trials within MND to try and shorten the time it takes to get the paperwork working? But all in all, I do think it was a very successful, very positive meeting. Thanks again to the Duke, everyone who made the effort to come up. Uh, revitalised everyone's, I think, intention. And not only that, I kind of put a wee spanner in the works. Instead of trying to find a cure, which I think is pretty difficult, why don't we maybe look to find a stoppage? So if somebody does get diagnosed with MND, why can't they take a drug or something there? And then, as we may or may not know, People with HIV can live a very successful life. So where people with MND are very similar or thought they can live a similar, healthy, successful life. So we left them with that. But overall, I think it was a great meeting. It was a great meeting, Doddy. And I think you're right. We gave them food for thought. They gave us plenty to think about as well. And you know, there are things moving. We've challenged government to support us we've asked we've gone to government and asked for a 50 million pound investment for a research institute 
MND, National Research Institute, which we'd like to think we might get some traction with. And that's supported by all the professors. It's supported by um, science. It's supported by industry. It's supported by ourselves and, and MND Scotland, MND Association. It's supported by patient groups. So we'll keep you posted on that, but we will keep campaigning. And of course, we've got over 100,000 signatures on a petition in Doddy's name asking for that extra funding. I think the professors uh, have taken to us quite a bit because they know that we're very serious. You can see that with what Kenny's done, bring us onto the lines, uh, being one of their charitable partners. Now there's a bit of mutual respect within our charity and the professors. I think before, three years ago, they thought, who says, big luck with big ears, what are they up to? We've seen this before. But now, within the room, there's a lot of quality speaking, which is great fun, great to see. We're able to challenge them. And again, we're going to keep continuing the good work that we're doing, because we're not there yet. We haven't won the game. I think we've got our set piece right. We just need to get a little bit more ball through the backs. <laughs> it, you're right, Doddy. It was it was a good meeting. And I think you're right in that we now have a seat at the top table there. We are now very much a, a, a key stakeholder in that MND community. And that's really important. And we've got big ambitions and we know what we want to do. We've set ourselves some big plans over the next 10 years. Uh, and in order to keep investing in that research, we have to obviously keep raising the funds, which is kind of leads me neatly into Hania because Hania is a key part of our fundraising team and Hania from the the inbox your mailbox is busy every single day and I think it's really joined up you know we're trying to let people know all the time how we want to spend our funds therefore that's why we want to raise them it's not just give us a load of money it's this is what we plan to do with it and it's really important people understand that but equally do you find that a lot of the people that get in touch with us have personal stories or personally connected to motor neuron disease? I do indeed. It's it's kind of when I first started working for the foundation, I kind of knew what MND was and what it was about. But then as soon as I kind of stepped into this role, it's amazing how many people are actually touched by it and the number of people who actively want to do things as well. And like you said, yeah, my inbox is inundated with either someone whose family member has been affected or a friend or a work colleague and it's just it's quite touching and moving to be able to see that people really want to make a difference and the lengths that people would go to to make a difference as well like rowing the Atlantic for example or cycling from Land's End to John O'Groats or yeah doing a bake sale even the smallest of things will help drive us forward to kind of where we want to be in the future. It is amazing and, and, the, and the great thing is all these individuals who come up with these sometimes crackpot I think sometimes um, really inspiring and sometimes you know just massively imaginative ways of, of raising funds but also raising awareness they are incredible and we try and tell the stories don't we Alex so that's why you've you've been very busy with not only the website which by the way watch this space you'll see a revamp in the next few weeks uh, but the website and the social media it's it's a great way of sharing these stories isn't it yeah absolutely I think with a lot of the the stories that we get through on social media it's you know I think it's the bread that you get through that's always like sort of never fails to amaze like one day you'll go onto Twitter and you're sort of having a little look through and there's you know everything from a bake sale to somebody's like Hanya said rode the Atlantic to somebody else who's sort of dancing 500 miles or something like that 
there's no shortage of these kind of awesome challenges that people do. And I think almost from a selfish perspective, if you're ever in a bad mood, just pop onto the My Name's Doddy sort of social media accounts. And, you know, you can't not be kind of uplifted by all that people are doing. And, you know, we've seen some great bits of content, whether it's that we uh, Charlie McKenzie running half a mile each day, which that's probably more training than I'm doing for the Doddy track, to be honest. So I'll be in the support vehicle a bit. You don't need any support. (laughs) You're only 12 years old. I've worked with Alex for a year at least, and he joined the team in January. But before that, he was already helping us with our social media. And Hanny, of course, I'd met before. But I met Alex for the first time last week, and I was very surprised. He's a huge man. He's like, what are you, six foot four or something, Alex? What happened to the rest of your body? I know. I, I have to, I've got the worst posture in the world. I think it's hunching down. I would not have had you at six foot four. It's quite funny, though, because I was... Um, back in the day, I think 2000, I think it was 2003, I was actually a mascot for the Scotland team, like running out. And I think I was with um, Gordon Bullock and Kenny was actually there in that game. But I was obviously back in the day, like we tiny kind of kid. But actually, I think Kenny, I think the girl that you had in front of you was sort of up to, she was blocking you on the screen. Yeah, she was probably six foot five. <laughs> I love that. Well, listen, we can re- we can recreate that moment so when we meet up for the trek. We'll get I think you- it'd be wrong if Gordon Bullock holds your hand now, but anyway. <laughs> I once said that I was uh, when I played for Glasgow. There's a guy called um, remember G Dog Graham Morrison, and he said to me, um, I've, "I've met you before." He went, oh, "When was that?" I said, "Well, when I was 12, you held my hand going out to Murrayfield. Went, this is my last season. I said, I'm finishing now. I'm now playing with the guys who are mascots." I love it. Well, uh, listen, you will do very well in the trek, Alex, with those long legs. And and Hanny is coming up too. She's going to be helping us and supporting us and and walking a bit of the way. So I, I'm looking forward to the trek, Kenny. The you mentioned, and we sort of quickly had a whirlwind through some of our great partners who work with us. And obviously Aberdeen Standard Investments are one of them. But Thrifty have been great partners to us as well. Do you find when you go out and talk to people like Thrifty, like uh, Aberdeen Standard Investments and, and the other amazing supporters, that there's a real desire to, to work with us, isn't there? It's 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 not a hard sell. We've, we're very fortunate to have some, some great partners. And it's because they understand um, the effects of motor neuron disease but also a lot of it is to do with Doddy isn't it let's be honest yeah I mean I think I, I think also I mean I, I was the same when Doddy told me about MND I knew about use band of essays and, and Jerry Cunningham but I didn't know enough about disease but actually when you speak to people who have been touched by it, I mean I was speaking to somebody the other day who um, we were talking to and he his dad had MND and his uncle New stuff. So there's the might be able to know somebody's had MND. So it's not as rare as people think. But you know, Doddy's attitude to MND and his attitude to everything he's done in his life um, is never don't give up and just keep going and keep trying to smash the door down. And that's what he's doing with MND. And I think there's a lot of love and respect for his attitude towards it. And they want to be part of that journey and they want to know that. And then getting back to Hanya said, if somebody's raising a million pound to somebody raising a hundred pound if it's a cake sale to a charity run or whatever it's the same attitude and the fight comes from from Doddy because they they feel that they want to be part of that journey and in corporate wise it's slightly different the corporate world because it is a corporate world and they look at it slightly differently it's not like an individual just going to raise money so you've got to have you've got to tick a lot of their boxes but we do tick a lot of boxes because we are out there we are trying to change things we're not just um you know, there's some massive charities out there have got a lot, a lot of money. We need to create a lot of money so we can find that cure or find what Doddy says, something that stops it. 
and gives us some time to then go, right, how do we cure it? But the, the, the love, as I say, for the foundation uh, and the tartan, even in England, you know, that people love the amount of English rugby clubs who come up to me and say, I'm, we're going to fundraise for Dodd. Absolutely. And I think this partnership that we've just um, shared with the Lions is, is, is tremendous and it will really give us an opportunity to, to shine a light on what we're trying to do, raise awareness about the disease, but also, as you, as you said, Kenny, we've got some nice activities planned as well that will involve a bit of fundraising. Talking of Lions, um, we've kind of let the whole selection of the squad pass us by, but it's an exciting time for all the guys that are involved in the Lions Tour. Doddy, you... Uh, of course, absolutely thrived in that environment. You loved your experience with the Lions, although it was ended far too quickly with that horrible injury that you suffered. But it's a big question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What, what does the Lions mean to you? What do you think of when you think of the Lions? Thank you very much for bringing that lovely memory, Jelly Babe. Yeah, got on the Lions there, but got injured and came home. Just my luck. And the one bad thing, if you speak to anyone who's been on the Lions tour, it's uh, kind of ultimate. It's like the Olympics in athletics. Only happens once every four years. I got a lot of good rugby players. I've never been on that tour. I agree with that. <laughs> I was thinking about you, Canada. You've not got the opportunity. So I was able to go on the 97 tour. Yeah, got cut shot. But in doing that, made a lot of lovely friends. And Neil Jenkins popped in a couple of weeks ago, Greg Townsend. As you know, he's been a great supporter. I got the biggest shock of the day that Frank Cotton, Stan the Bachman, and Jono turned up. Yes, the one and only. Martin Johnson, who clouded me when I was playing for the Babas, turned up at my house to say hello. Totally take my hat off to these boys for making ever. I think what going on what Kenny showed is mentioned the love that people are showing me at the moment is very hard to take. I'm not very used to that and find up uncomfortable, but it was great to catch up with the boys. Lovely to see Kenny today. Looking forward for him to come up in the summer that he's done for the last three years, taking the book out of Gregor Townsend's terrible wine selection. Uh, but all in all, the Lions is amazing. And if I can show the love where that friend from Windermere popped in yesterday uh, to say hello, Andy Brown. And they brought quite a lot of auction items that I'll pass on to Hannah and probably further to you, Kenny. There was a training ball all signed. We got Gregor Townsend's official training jersey. We got a massive overcoat signed. And that's only one example of many what people are doing at the moment. But yeah, the, the lines is certainly something special. And we're definitely looking forward to working with them. We're very excited about being that charter partner and working with them and also the retail sponsors and Vodafone and a few others as well. I know, it's going to be amazing, isn't it? And and Hania, 
Doddy mentioned auction items there. You are our custodian of these amazing things. Um, it's brilliant, though, isn't it? And I think it, it does fire people's imagination. These some items that you money can't buy, frankly. Exactly. Yeah, we've I've got a, a treasure trove full of amazing items. Yeah, from lion stuff to to books to rugby balls. There's a whole plethora of things, and yeah, people always get in touch offering more, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, we've got some great some great prizes in the pipeline. Um, the other thing that we did talk about, I'm just kind of jumping around here, is I was just was thinking about Sean McGrath, our amazing medical strategy lead, who's no stranger to Doddcast listeners. And this is something that we talked about on our meeting at our meeting last week, Doddy. We're going to get Sean back on with a couple of the professors to talk about the, the research projects and just how hard it is to get something from the idea of putting together a, a clinical trial and the will to do it to actually delivering it and how many different steps that that takes. And I think it'd be really interesting for people who are fundraising for us, who have raised funds for us in the past, who are supporters of the foundation, to really understand the process that these professors have to go through in order to to deliver any kind of meaningful trial. So perhaps one of our next podcasts might involve um, Sean again and maybe one of our amazing professors. I suspect the lovely Amar Al-Chalabi who takes on everything and does it so well, doesn't he, Dodd? He's quite a quite a character. He certainly does. And I think Joey writes a great subject because even people today go, why cannot the professors just prescribe me a drug? Well, it's not ethically correct because they don't know that that drug will be able to help the patient and they're not allowed to do either to health and safety. And people, maybe in my position, the patient maybe don't understand that. You can't just go prescribe anything that they don't know will or will not help. And I think, as you mentioned, Amar is an amazing guy. He explains it so well. He was absolutely fabulous when we spoke to Matt Hancock. And he explains it so well, the difficulties and bringing our trial or drug to market. I do agree, I think it'd be absolutely fantastic to listen to what he's got to say. And in the meantime, if anyone's got questions they would maybe like to say to Omar and yourself, please fire them to the foundation and we'll certainly try and put them to them. Yeah, you can get in touch with us. All our information's on the website. Can I ask you a question, Dory? Is that would that what is your biggest biggest frustration? You know, what is the frustration? Would you would say that if they could change one thing, could make an impact? Because the disease that you've got, it's not a disease that you know you can live ten years. You don't know how long you can live with it. You could live a year, five years, three years, four years. So you are on, on a road to you sort of know where you're going. So if you could change the rules, what rule would you change to make it easy, to make it, so you could take something you could try? Uh, if I could say well, we had the most amazing catch-up last, a couple of weeks ago with the BBC, with um, Rob Burrows and Stephen Darby. And if you could go back a year prior, you could see what our bodies could do then. So we all pretty much walked into the hotel up in Edinburgh, an old strong and hot uh, place for for you and I to have great memories at Dalmore. And a year on, or just over a year, 
you can see a brutal the diseases. So with that, I mean, Rob is struggling to do more things. Can't speak, you can still eat, struggles to walk. Stephen Darby's pretty much how I was maybe a couple of years ago. And I had a bad fall about four months ago that I think it's hit me quite badly. But on that, we're getting up and going on. What happened happened, so we've got to try and fight. So back to your question, I think looking at that is time. Time with the professors, I'm sure they do understand because they've been involved for quite a while. Time and try to get something, but also trying and helping the patient as well. At the moment, they find it very difficult to even prescribe a drug to try and help. So they said that the mean the other day that, yes, you got MD and there's very little they can prescribe at the moment to try and help the patient. The patient still has to go and maybe Google and try and find the drug that will look after them. So I'm very fortunate to see what drugs work and don't work. We got Mrs. Smith in the tenement block that doesn't have that help or access to these people. So we're trying to reach out to them to try and help them. Just get a bit of hope. I think they understand the timing issue that you can see from the BBC um, interview, but also trying to reach out and help the people extend their lives is maybe not quite there yet. Yeah, they've got, I mean, it is frustrating, Doddy, and I think that's one of the things we said right at the very beginning of this whole foundation journey. We asked, what what will it take? What do you need? What can we do to, to accelerate this? And actually, it's not just a case of throwing money at it sometimes. It is about time and about process. And, and it's sometimes, I think it's important for us to maybe share that and explain that to people because, you know, we are frustrated. We do want something. We want, we want answers now, don't we? And I, But I, I generally think there was an optimism. We'll certainly try and share some of that with you and maybe in the next Dodcast. I think that would be a really good subject for us to cover off. I think so, Joe. I think Kenny, to answer your question, more of a medical tip. What Joe said, when I'm up, explains it so well. Again, I'm lucky enough to be privy to that. So I have an understanding how frustrated not only I am, but they are. And they explain it in a way that they've got to follow rules or regulations. I even said, if I sign a disclaimer, take a drug, and it has a negative impact, well, the professor could still be in major trouble. So there's a lot of areas like that behind the scenes that they cannot do. So I think Jill is at the nail in the head. Speak to Mark and Mark will explain that in a more dignified way. But I think he and they understand the issue that we need to quicken up the time a little bit. Um, and Kenny, we've got lots of things happening obviously we've talked about the lines but I just got a little delivery in the post I'm allowed to mention this I'm going to say anyway I've got a little delivery in the post today of a sample of our one of our new products that's coming online is it liquid it's liquid now we've talked about the red wine which will be 
I think is actually being bottled at the moment and will soon be on a ship heading from South Africa, hopefully not up the Suez Canal. But the, we've got a, a shipload of um, Doddy's fine red wine coming from Schaltberger's beautiful vineyard down in Stellenbosch. That will be with us soon and you can order the wine through the, the Sporting Wine Club and it is tremendous. It's a, Very nice. a robust red and I like to say it's got long legs because it's like Doddy. But it's a, it's a very fine red wine. That's on its way. But there's another thing in the pipeline, Kenny. Can you give us a tease? Yeah, we have some Doddy gin arriving again, <laughs> which will be in conjunction with Rob Burrows and Doddy together. And obviously all of the money that is raised with this will be going to research. Um, we're hoping to have it um, in the next, well, you've got the sample, so that's a good start. Uh, the work on the, 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 the name and the label but it's our friends at slingsby gin who have who have designed it and they've got some thistle in it from scotland obviously and some botanical in from yorkshire so it's a right blend jody it's the right blend the tall and the small it does look good and it'll be a lovely new product to bring on yeah it'll be very good and sport and wine club are also going to be one of our they're going to sell it for us which is great I think that'll be quite a lot of uptake on that one, I imagine. Well, the wine's done really well. But the, 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 I think getting back to all the partners, Jill, the support, we talk about it all the time, but we have got a great team, and Doddy talks about it with Alex and Tim and Hanya and yourself, Jill. We've got a great team, and the team work hard. And, you know, outside that, the other team is the supporters, the people that are phoning up saying, we want to fundraise. I've got somebody this week from Geneva phoning me up, out of the blue, I want to fundraise for Doddy. We've got a lovely rugby community. You know, we're a massive Lions fan. And what has engaged them, just, they know Doddy, but the, the Lions is something that really engaged them. And they want to do something for them. Um, you know, I always believe that I remember a great saying for A.P. McCoy, which I thought was brilliant. When he won uh, Sports Personality of the Year, he thanked his horses. Um, and we've got to thank all the people outside the foundation who raised the money for us, because without them, we wouldn't be here. I totally agree with you, Kenny. It's a lovely family we're putting together and we've been absolutely tremendous and I get quite emotional. So I'm talking about it. So thanks to all. Can't wait to see the gin uh, go well on the drinks covered along with that whiskey. Glenn Goyne, obviously, with Doddy's Dram and Glenn Kinchy have brought out a new Whiskey for us as well. That's your favourite tipple, isn't it, Doddy? It is a very enjoyable drink, but it's quite strong for the, the legs. <laughs> at the moment, I still can't get upstairs to bed. So if I have too much whiskey, that's not possible. So <laughs> my, my favourite tipple at the moment, King Kenny, is Guinness, limited to maybe two cans. And a bottle of red wine. Lovely. Uh, so I can't wait for the new Doddy wine. Well, you tasted the Doddy wine, didn't you? I have. Absolutely delicious. I ordered a case. So I look forward to arriving at some stage. Well, listen, this was a sort of a whirlwind Doddcast, really just to touch on some of the, the fundraising activities and to introduce our team and just to let you know a little bit about our scientific advisory board last week and to talk about the lines. And I think we've ticked the box on all of those. So I hope you've enjoyed hearing from us. Uh, we'll have another Doddcast in the next uh, few weeks. And as I've mentioned, we'll try and cover 
some of the, the the questions that have been raised today and certainly if you've got anything you'd like us to talk about please get in touch you can contact us via our social media streams or indeed via our website i just want to say a big thanks to hania to alex to kenny and of course to doddy for joining us today always a pleasure and great to see you looking so well Rachel, before we leave a massive thank you to you well done for all your efforts, not only in the dog guys, but running the foundation. You're doing a great job, as ever. Thank you very much, boss. And, uh, and of course, I must thank our lovely producer, the font of all knowledge, Tim Groves. I'm glad to see you've had a haircut and you've got that beard trimmed. And uh, finally, a big thanks to our great friends at Aberdeen Standard Investments for all that they do for us and for supporting the Dodcast and to Rugby Pass. Thank you. And we'll talk again soon. Doddy Weir, there they are, driving on, keeping the ball alive. When he goes like that, he's like a mad giraffe, but he's got great skills.